What is up, everybody? Welcome to Music on Reset Awaits. I'm Nate. Your boy Trent. And I'm speedrunning. And today, you know how it is. You know what to do. We're speedrunning. We're doing the albums for the people like you. Uh, yeah. Let's get started. First off here with an album from Shy Girl, Nymph. Sebastian, take it away. Oh, yeah. Love the vocals. Uh, her voice and the subject material had me feeling some type of way. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was some spicy, spicy hot music. Uh, it kind of reminded me of like if Estelle did a little bit more of like a drill sound. Um, all the instrumentals as well helped with this. Uh, it helped insinuate the just spiciness of the material. Uh, a lot of these songs had some really nice like soft percussion on them and sub bass making it super like it's making it super cushy for like all the vocals to set atop of and i really liked it uh and then you got songs such as coochie and nike <laughs> which um sorry i i know it's uh, i know it can be a sexy word but every time i hear coochie i laugh um i'm 10 uh but yeah it's super good i like the r&b stylings on that shit and then you get songs like Slut, which are uh super composed yet earn yet yearning for uh super uh big amounts of intimacy you know um really good in that aspect and you know the whispery inflections as well they they got me bothered man they got me tugging at my uh tugging at my collar like oh shit man i'm a little bit a little bit hot in here um but yeah another banger no pun intended uh was that aforementioned nike um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, yeah, she talked about her boobs quite a bit, and I, it was pretty tasteful um, as far as the lyrics go, of course. And yeah, I thought it was pretty good, and it even had WAP kind of running for its money at times. And then you on the tail end, you get like these kind of grimy synths on song like Poison, uh, and that bass on that song also just like fucking right in the face, man. Just nice smack. It's really nice. Um but yeah, if I had any criticisms, I guess it would be like make maybe the ending a little bit more, uh, I don't know, a little bit more of like a banger than a whimper because I feel like the ending did, didn't really do justice to the whole album, but it's not the biggest thing as a whole because I liked a good amount of this. It's definitely one of my favorite albums this week. Uh, yeah, I'm going to rate this sexy fun album in 8.5 out of 10. Yes, sir. This album is hot. This album will get you going. It is fun. It's dancey. It's groovy. It's sexy. It's all that you could ask for for this type of pop music. Um, yeah, I love the I love a lot of the people that were involved with this project. Uh, two be two big ones being uh, Caroline Caroline Polchek and uh, Arca who was involved with uh, a lot of the uh, production work on this one. Uh, Arca, that is. Caroline was just one of the lyricists for the opening track, Woe, which, great opener to the album. Might as well throw that out there. Um, but I literally think there wasn't a single song I didn't save. Like, this entire album is just fan-fucking-tastic. I guess Missing You, because that's just, like, a shorter one along with Little Bit. Although Little Bit did have, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, just some, like, banging vibe kind of electronic -y shit going on so i was like yeah you know what fuck it i'll say that anyway it's short sweet and to the point with that one but uh overall the whole album is great i have literally no complaints about it uh sure it could be a little redundant or not redundant but a little uh, uh derivative at times just because it's just such a common thing now with this style of pop music but she pulls it off very well meaning that this is exceptional 
And with that, all I'm going to say is it's an 8 out of 10. And for a debut album, too, might I add, it is a very solid start for Shy Girl, and I can't wait to see what else she does in the future. Uh, Yes, Trent, continue. Oh, boy. Uh, Can't wait to get canceled. Um, I found no no enjoyment out of this whatsoever, uh, except maybe some of the beats here and there. The uh, the content of the album and also the repetitive repetitiveness uh, of some of the beats uh, and stuff uh, absolutely killed it for me. Uh, it probably will go on my worst albums of the year list. Uh, and the the thing that really annoyed me, I guess, was the layered voices in some songs, uh, like Nike. Like how was her voice? That it was like the really high pitched one. I couldn't stand it. Uh, yeah, I just take everything that Nate and Sebastian said. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, it gets a two out of ten for me. Uh, is probably going right next to Regina Spector. Anyway, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, hey, do each his own. Uh, but yeah, all right, moving along. We got a new album here from Rome Streets. Kiss the ring. Mwah. Trent, take it away. <laughs> This one I fucking love. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank this, God, thank God. Yeah, I gave it a music corner seven. I found enjoyment out of it. Uh, only thing for me, bit long uh, for what it was. Uh, the features, top tier, absolutely. I mean, you got Boldy, you got Westside, you got fucking Benny the Butcher, Conway, like yeah, so many good people. Um, fucking i i can't remember the what song it was but it was just like this chill song that goes into the next one it's just like yeah she look in my eyes when I'm, when she's sucking my dick <laughs> and i cracked up no it absolutely a great album uh i i've, I've never heard of rome streets uh so this is a really really good introduction to whatever he does if he is newer that's great uh the content of the album, very, very heavy, especially for the first half with, um, you know, talking about, you know, being growing up in the streets. There was that little interlude he was talking about uh, where it was like, you know, the mom, you know, is trying to like, you know, raise, raise the son and the son goes out and says, yeah, this is my hood because this is where I've lived. It's like, nah. And then he, he say, really said something good with the, um, you know, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you save. And I was like, that's true right there. So real, real shit here with this one. Great fucking album. Awesome. Uh, Sebastian, take it away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, um, I got, I got, uh, got caught up in something else here. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, Rome streets. This album is very good. Uh, you know, it's Griselda. You can't really, you can't really go wrong here. Um, you know, you get some wonderful collabs with all the artists Trent mentioned. You know, you get West Side Gun in there as well. Our boy, the boop 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 kind of dude. I uh, love that guy with all my being. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of really good double entendres in here. Unfortunately, I had to listen to this uh, passively because I had a very busy day at work, and I got to it today, unfortunately. So I didn't really have time to make a lot of like really in-depth kind of notes or anything about the lyrics, but I thought it sounded really good. Uh, the runtime was a bit long, but I don't think it was like the worst thing about the album, I would say. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of really good bangers on here. I saved a good majority of the songs. And, um, yeah, I, the only thing I didn't really like as well were <laughs> some of the DJ callouts. Uh, I just, I mean, I don't think they're the worst thing. It's not a DJ Khaled or anything like that. Um, but I just don't really think they benefited for how long they would keep going with, uh, you know, where's the conductor and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good overall though. It's probably my second favorite album of the week other than shy girl. So I'm going to put this one at an eight out of 10. Yeah. Like I didn't realize this was Griselda until I like, you know, scrolled down. Cause like Spotify will tell you like which uh, record label it is most of the time, if it's like independent or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's why everyone's on this album. <laughs> Fucking Conway, West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher. Every everybody's here. Everyone's here. We're all having a great time. Oh, and Boldy James too. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Boldy James is on here, dude. It's over. Like this album's going to be great no matter what. And lo and behold, it was, this was your typical boom bap, abstracty kind of hip-hop that you're kind of used to with Griselda Records. Um, there's literally no bad songs, as mentioned before. I think I saved everything except for just the interlude, because it just, you know, it's the interlude, but it did, as Trent said, have, like, that kind of, like, good message to it there. Um, the whole conductor thing, that sample, like, yes, it was kind of overdone on this one, but, like, it's dark <laughs> what that one's about kind of i looked up the video of what that was from and apparently it was like this guy had actually like spotted a guy on a train that he was on uh with a gun but nobody saw the gun and he was flipping out and he just kept saying conductor we have a problem conductor conductor we have a problem he literally is saying that over and over in the video and people are getting pissed off at him when i guess they didn't realize that there was an actual guy on the train with a gun and they all targeted the guy yelling instead of the guy with the gun. It was crazy. I don't know how the outcome was, but, like, that's just the backstory of that whole sample. Uh, so that's a little interesting, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, no, overall, this album's great. If you love that style of music of the boom bap, as I mentioned before, you're going to love this album. Uh, also love the album cover aesthetic and everything, too. Like, I know it's just him, like, flipping it off and everything, but, like, kind of like how, like, grainy the photo looks. Almost like it's, like, from some, like, old 90s commercial or TV show and then just slapping the parental advisory logo on the bottom right. I'm just like, dude, this is like every aesthetic I like in hip hop. So this is great, you know? Um, but yeah, eight out of 10 for me. Great album. Moving along though, we got a new album here from Blade Spider. Uh, yeah, Blade is back here. This is like his second release, I believe this year. Uh, the first one being a, what was that? Like a, uh, whatchamacallit, like a collaboration album he did with uh, Echo 2K called Crest, which we didn't cover, but like, I listened to it, it's just, it's, yeah, it's nothing special, at least in my opinion, and that's how it kind of felt with Blade for the most part, it just seemed like very, like, weird, you know, uh, uh, hyper-pop music, um, just because of his accent and everything, because I believe he's Swedish, right, Sebastian, he's Swedish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, and you can tell a lot from, you know, his his vocals when he uh, performs and everything just because of how thick of an accent he has. But, man, something about this album hit 
way different than any of the other releases I've heard from Blade because I fucked with this like heavily. There are just some really good songs on here. I think it's also too because of the uh, the mixing on this album was like way better than past albums and releases from him, especially with his vocals. Like it sounds like it, it, his vocals were much more clear compared to the other releases. Like it almost was like you know kind of consumed by all the other random bullshit that's going on with the you know the synths and all the beats and shit that he uses in it um and typical releases by blade but this one was much more clear and i fucked with that a lot uh i had a few songs saved here such as understatement um icarus freestyle nothing haha and velociraptor to name a few uh there were definitely moments on there that still had that kind of like blade style and you know sound to it that i'm not really fully into still um which kind of lowered the score for me but this is easily blade's best album in my opinion and i will stand on that hill because man i just i fucking loved it i love the album cover too it's just very cool and weird and shit with like the personal and the spider and shit i don't know i fuck with it this is a solid album it's a seven and a half out of ten for me and uh yeah if you need an introduction to blade i would say this album for sure is a good spot to start in my opinion but uh yeah trent take it away yeah with this one uh i i gave it five out of ten uh kind of middle of the road for me uh or sorry which one is this this oh this is blade my bad shit i would five, five out of ten is my own uh i gave blade a four out of ten <laughs> honestly it was just an okay album uh didn't really enjoy it too much uh i mean some of like the uh you know synth parts like were, were really cool but it's mostly just like the the monotone vocals i just it just kind of it just killed it um you know some of the people who were on here like gave a, a new voice to it uh but yeah overall just an album i hear you sebastian take it away <sighs> i'm on the same boat as trent uh i did not like this album with the particularly slow start we got unfortunately it didn't really pick up for me other than that i mean i thought the hyper pop elements were cool i just did not enjoy the singing whatsoever like at all uh over the top of it um it didn't oversay it's welcome by any means which is a good thing you know if this was a lot longer i would have actually like just really hated it because 30 minutes you know what that ain't bad. That's just like an episode of a TV show, so I, I can deal with that. Um, but yeah, those minutes didn't really particularly fly by in some parts. Uh, the project kind of reminded me of like the guy who always makes uh, humor around their depression, but it's like never really funny, and you kind of heard all their jokes by now, and they're just still going through it. So yeah, seek therapy, brother. Um, but hey, you know, there is one joke to this album. It is that... Uh, Despite all the bad vocals, the production's amazing. Uh, yeah, it is a five out of ten. There you go. Yeah, very a very 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 acquired taste, I would say, with Blade. Uh, especially because the, even like I said, there's not a lot of good releases I like from him personally. So the fact that I like this, it just shows you how hard it is to get into his music. But hey, you know, that's what makes him unique, I guess. But all right, there you have it. First half down, another to go. Before we get there, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right, hopping into it now with a new album from Tory Lanes. Sorry for what? Sebastian, take it away. This is a bloated fucking mess. 
Holy shit, it is not the worst thing I've ever heard, but while there are so many clunky-ass, hand-fisted lyrics that barely fit the meter and offer nothing at the same time. Um, and you got a lot of songs about sex and exes, you know, to switch the letters around, there you go. Uh, you know, it's just like, I feel like other artists can make it pretty believable, but Tori out here, you know, with his history of uh, Guns and Women, not the very uh, best track record. Um yeah, it's not really convincing me that he isn't the problem in every relationship that he is uh, talking about here. Uh, another huge issue on this album is the huge amount of time it takes to complete it. Uh, not, I mean, not the worst. It's not CLB or anything like that, but holy shit. Now we're in 15, I think it was. That shit is, like, long. Uh, if it was shorter, I probably wouldn't have hated it as much. But, man, it is such a drag to get through. And in the instrumentals, I mean, there's some parts that are pretty nice. I mean, I really like the piano and roll call and the acoustic guitar and why did I? But I genuinely just could not find uh, that many good tracks on this. Another track I did enjoy as well. Um, and this one I, I enjoyed for the track it's, itself, not just like the instrumental or just the rapping was No More Parties in LA, uh, not just because the sheer amount of references thrown in, but I, I think it's a pretty good introspective piece overall. And uh, yeah, to tie this all up, I do not think this album got any better at the end. I just feel like it just kept dragging on and I was looking forward to its completion so five out of ten yeah um i'm gonna keep it short sweet and to the point for me on this one bloated too many songs too long uh mid rapping beats were fine and the, yeah six out of ten there you go i really have nothing else to say about it there is nothing memorable about this album even good or bad it is the definition of mid and it's going to stay that way, and that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for my TED Talk. Uh, Trent, take it away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to backpack off of Nate here. <laughs> Just post whatever Nate said right there. Uh, it is the definition of mid as well with a 5 out of 10 for me. But I will say it was weirdly chill, which I kind of liked about it, but it was not the greatest. Definitely too long, though. Just Control-C, Control-V. That's all we need to do with that yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Just like we did with Baby on Baby. <laughs> Just like with Baby on Baby. We had more to say about that one, so it's like, <laughs> come on now. But alright, nevertheless, let's move on here to a better album that's, like, leagues better than that album, and that is the long-awaited full-length release with Will Ramos on vocals of the new Lorna Shore album Pain remains Trent. Take it away. I am so glad you asked me to go first. So, um, with Lorna Shore, I will say I hated him before. Uh, and then, like everybody else, I guess this isn't really a bandwagon thing, but as soon as Will joined, I was like, wow, they're actually really, really good. Um, but I feel like that's a lot of people now. I think he just made Lorna Shore better. Uh, but with this album, I will say it was almost fucking perfect almost uh overall it was a fucking ride and an absolute banger though uh the only thing that doesn't make it perfect is that it's core and because it's just some of it's repetitive and it sucks like some of the intros were a little bit repetitive here and there with some of like the guitar and like the overall like you know choir and orchestra in it like that i'm okay with um but the the it did exceed 
it did exceed my expectations. Uh, the intro of Welcome Back, O Sleeping Dreamer, nothing could have prepared me for a minute and a half in for Will Ramos to let out a, that fucking scream uh, after a nice choral and slightly, you know, some orchestral, like, minute and a half long intro. I will say, though, this album is on its way to become to being an album of the year contender, and there is possibly a song of the year contender in here as well. Uh, I will say, again, overall, fucking great. I love what they're doing. This kind of like newer, almost like uh, orchestral metal sound is really fucking cool. Gives me like a little bit of Demu Borhir vibes, uh, or just saying like blackened, you know, death metal, dark metal, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, fucking blew me out of the water. I gave it a nine point five out of fucking ten. Yes, I hear you. You you had me nervous there when you said the only reason that it's not a perfect is because it's core. Yeah. I'm like, wait, because it's core. What does that even mean? No, it's it's the it's, it's you know repetitive. Yeah, and, and like yeah. like we say, metal is metal. <laughs> metal is metal, and yeah, this is definitely no exception. Uh, I mean, I will have to say though. Just the beginning song alone, Welcome Back, Oh Sleeping Dreamer. Powerful opener. Powerful opener. So fucking in your face. Exactly how I expect every Lorna Shore album to begin with. Um, despite, you know, having a multiple uh, vocalist changes and everything, they're still on top when it comes to banging opening tracks. Standing by that statement for sure. Um, when we get into the middle more, basically after, I believe it was Sun Eater, it kind of slows down a bit for me. And also has a little bit of a uh, blend of that and um, uh, repetitiveness, of course. Which is just, that's going to be kind of like no mystery, especially when it comes to all three of us here. It does get repetitive. It is because it's the deathcore style of just like doing the same shit over and over. Uh, I mean, you could argue that this is just 10 songs of To the Hellfire again, but, you know, altered mildly. But even then, it's still, like, good, you know? That's why that's why I say when I still like a Deathcore or Metalcore album, despite it being repetitive. As long as it's good and consistent, then I will like it. And this is no exception. Uh, I also really fucked with the song Wrath. I thought that that was a super solid track there too in the middle there. Uh, and of course, how can you go wrong with the Pain Remains trilogy that they had one through three? Uh, I would say one, I th three was the one I didn't like the most solely because it was just too long personally. Like that is the longest song on the album at like nine minutes. But even then it sounded great. And I even actually loved the little touch they did at the end there with the fire, like the whole like crackling noises, which makes sense in context of the song too being called uh, I forgot to say that shit. in a sea of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I yeah, I fucking love that shit. Oh, so yeah, like it, the, I, it's like it's uh um ambient, you know, it's fucking cool. For sure, and like I, I just I fucking love that shit. But um, overall, yes, it was an excellent album, very well done. Will is probably the best vocalist that they've had in the band. I wouldn't say this is their best album. I'm still gonna be a flesh coffin hoe because I just I love that album so much and it is so goddamn good with Tom Barber on vocals. But even then, very exceptional. Cannot wait to see them live. This is an eight out of ten. Sebastian, take it away. This album, uh, as everyone stated, had a pretty damn good start with uh, Welcome Back, Oh Sleepyhead. Um, it... <laughs> I, like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> the hunk shoe moment, but not so hunk shoe. Uh, had a... it, it was like a grand spectacle for the album, I would say. It's definitely the best song on this whole thing 
for sure. Uh, it had little room for wiggle room, and it had no come down in it. Um, Will's vocals throughout the album go hand in hand with the uh, orchestral shattered throughout the album. Uh, I really like the, uh, I really like the orchestra kind of sounding like like orcs from lord of the rings like playing some uh stuff over sauron and shit it, it sounded cool i i was like man this if if you're like a huge lord of the rings fan i feel like this this album might be like good for like maybe having in the background for like i don't know a D theme night or something like that i don't know it's cool um yeah the choir as well in the background was pretty sick at times uh, the drums sounded like machine guns, and they were fucking going crazy, and they were just celebrating this dark gathering. And the guitars, they were there. I don't really care for the guitars that much in the group because they all just kind of like blend together for me over time. Um, Although you have to admit, the solos were pretty wicked. The solos. Were oh pretty yeah, wicked. none of these solos are like badly played or anything. It's just like I just I've just heard the pentatonic licks before, you know. Um. But yeah, I just I do have a I do have one glaring issue with this album and it's there are no fucking dynamics to it. Like and if there are, it's in such small increments that I feel like it just did not really help the album. Uh there were just no like big, you know, stopping moments or anything like that. You know, it was just like noise bleed at times and uh, it left like no room for air and I was like okay whatever and then the orchestral parts too were just on like fucking fortissimo times fucking seven uh, and it was just it goes like loud loud crescendo loud louder and that's pretty much how like a lot of these songs went and as much as I like the grandiose nature of it I just wish there was more you know of a fucking roller coaster dip and you know up and everything like that it can't just be like you're just going uphill the whole time in a roller coaster for it to be very interesting um but yeah like i said uh some songs there were just uh, a little bit too much going on you know with the pain remains too and the ending uh i just feel like it had every sound that the album had to offer just being thrown in at once and some people might like that but for me i just it was hard for me to really pinpoint what the fuck was going on at times um it, i mean it didn't sound horrible at least it was mixed okay because if it was like poorly mixed this could have been really fucking bad uh yeah the songs overall that i enjoyed the most i liked the starting track um i like pain remains three into the earth was pretty good and soulless existence was pretty okay as well i'm gonna rate this album as a final 7.5 out of 10 Hell yeah. As you can see, though, we fucked with it, so that means you have to, everybody. But, you know. Anyway, we got one more album here. It is the new album from the 1975 Being Funny in a Foreign Language. So, if you've been following us since our start in 2020, uh, you may remember that um, we did some, uh, some, some shitting on for their last album, Notes on a Conditional Form. Uh, I believe the general consensus of the album was that uh, it was basically uh, going to Walmart in the bargain bin and still finding nothing in there because of how 
like wildly mixed this album was in terms of sound like it was so incohesive it was it was alternative if you want to call it that because it jumped around a bit too fucking much but nevertheless it was just not that good at all i remember i saved one song oh man oh yeah i know i remember i saved that song um i believe it was that one at least because that was the one i it was like such a short name, but, like, kind of, like, a statement, too, uh, and also had that, um, the Greta Thunberg open air, too, to that one, which, to, I don't know, it, it just was very weird, it, the whole thing was just very weird, and it even made my worst album of the year for being just too all over the place and a shit show, so going into this album, I went in with the, as low of expectations as one could for an album, solely because, you know, it might even make it better but on just an overall look this album is not only just like leagues better leagues better than that last album this might very well be the best 1975 album i've ever heard uh i don't i did not expect this in any way shape or form but like the song happiness the first actual song because the first one is always just some sort of intro kind of thing and it's always called the 1975 i'm pretty sure just kind of like introducing you to this album but like the 80s groovy guitar licks that are both on this song happiness the first actual song and uh looking for somebody to love the following track beautiful amazing it really reminded me of like the older material that they did like such as songs like you know she's american or something it was just it was crazy that like they they were going back to sort of the sound and everything and then they were scaring me because then on the song part of the band it was starting to like slow down a bit too much i'm like oh fuck are they gonna do this shit again because if i recall correctly on their older albums they would do that they would start off with like some bangers and then like the middle of the album would get kind of slow and then it just wouldn't pick up i'm like oh no but alas it did pick back up a little bit because i actually really did enjoy oh caroline for you know just kind of like the slow grooviness of that one too but like a little bit upbeat there in the chorus um i also fucked up with the songs i'm in love with you and about you uh, it it was just great, and even the ones I didn't save, such as, like, All I Need to Hear, Wintering, and Human 2, they were fine listens. They weren't bad by any means. In fact, it was just, like, refreshing to hear how consistent this album was and, like, you know, how they did kind of follow that, you know, 80s aesthetic again um, compared to the last album of just, like, hey, we're just going to get experimental, fuck you, you know? So, yeah, it had a very nice ending, too, with the When We Are Together. I thought that was a good closer for the album. Very, like, you know, just chill. It was chill. Most of this album was pretty chill. I just really fucked with the more upbeat moments on happiness and looking for somebody because, man, that was just, like... I, I've had, I think I've like talked about it before, but like that was one of the moments where I just had a big old grin on my face because I was like, man, this is great. This is great. I'm so happy to just be hearing this song alone. But overall, this album gets a 7.5 out of 10 for me. It is very good for their standards. Um, I will have to listen to some of their other stuff again, but like truly this is probably my favorite album of them thus far and it shows it really does i'm really glad to see this once again another redemption arc here on the music corner following megan the stallion and at least for me personally harry styles like what a year what a year it has been for 2022 uh but yeah trent go ahead 
Yeah, this is uh fucking leagues better than the 2020 release. Leagues um, better. I I will say I never thought I would give a 1975 album like above a five or a six. Uh, but this one I gave an eight out of ten. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the jivey first half was really, really good. It made me feel good. Uh, I will say it's very good house cleaning music, as that was what I was doing today, and I was listening to it, kind of, you know, bopping around. It was really, really good. Sec, I will, I don't, you know, sometimes I don't agree with this, like the second half being slower, but I think with this one, it was a good choice, and it wound down the album very, very nicely after the, you know, again the jivey piano, really, really cool. Uh, I think happiness was probably my favorite track or part of the band was also very good. Cause that was the one with like the really like interesting set of lyrics, uh, that like called out, um, like a lot of things. Um, but no, overall fucking great album. I'm happy that, uh, it was not another, uh, 2020 release. So hell yeah. Sebastian, go ahead. This album was pretty good on the first listen, but then going back, <laughs> going back and doing some research, man, uh, there are some, there are some isms on this. Um, and when I say that, just weird, it is, there are some weird lyrics. I'm not saying it's like, like painfully bad or anything, but there's a through line narrative about a girl that the lead singer went through a breakup with. And it was FKA Twigs, uh, of course, being, you know, Trent's favorite artist of the whole year. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love it, man. And uh, yeah, he talks about on an album where he's like so infatuated with her. He's like, yeah, I want you to just keep talking about your black girl things. And I'm like, I'd, I'm not sure if I really drive with that <laughs> lyric. Uh, it's not racist or anything. It's just kind of like. Okay, that's kind of weird. He wants um, that black girl thing. Do you have a but, problem with my man over here? It, was like, it wasn't talking about, like, sexually. It was just talking about, it's like, normal shit. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, hey, go off, man. Um, And then he wrote a song about Elliot Rogers, uh, And it was very obvious, lyrically, that this was about him. Uh, cause I, I found that out after doing research. Cause like there was a song where I'm like, man, this is like weird, like horror lyrics, but like really like kind of nice instrumentals. And I looked into it and yeah, surely enough, it's about the greatest gentleman as the song says, um, Elliot Rogers, who is an incel who wrote a manifesto and killed a bunch of women and did some horrible things. And I'm not going to say that's, you know, a bad thing that they wrote about him. Cause I, there are plenty of songs like that where it's like horrible things, but it's like nice lyrics in the background. I just, I was kind of like, Oh, it's kind of weird to throw into this album, but whatever it's there. Uh, other than that, I mean, there were some cool vibes on this album. Uh, I definitely like this way more than any other other projects because this is not so much, hey, we are stuck in the past and I was born in the wrong generation kind of motif. This is actually pretty okay. Even like some of the other lyrics that people might hate, like talking about, uh, I like my men like I like my coffee full of soy and uh, doesn't offend anyone. You know, I thought that was a pretty good tongue-in-cheek lyric. You know, even for me who usually hates that kind of shit, I thought it was pretty... I thought it was pretty serviceable, and this band, you know what, best redemption arc by far. Um, I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. Hell yeah. 1975, we're proud of you. We really are here at the Music Corner. Go off.
do your thing just like this not like the last album thank you but all right i'll do it for the new albums before we go we got the the album recommendations as always i'll go first here this is a very interesting album that i discovered recently it's janelle monet's the arc android or arch android and fuck that's a good album it, let me tell you for an album that has a very big, like, almost theater kid vibe to it, this is, like, one of the bigger exceptions. Like, the way th- – her execution with this is, like, wildly fascinating to me because it really does have kind of, like – I would say a combination of, like, theater kid and, like, like Disney kid slash adult, you know, because it's got a really Disney vibe to it, too, at times. It was very strange, but it's, like, it's, like, these combinations of sounds and everything that are, like, blended with, like, the whole art pop thing that she's kind of, like, been doing for, you know, past decade, I guess you could say. And she pulls it off very well, way better than most could. I'm talking about you, uh, Brendan Urie. Like, get the fuck out of here with your shit. But, man, this was wildly fascinating. Songs like Dance or Die, Faster, Locked Inside, Cold War, Tightrope, and uh, Wonderland. Amazing. Great songs. And, like, a really well-done album once again, like, it's, it, it might not be your thing for, like, that kind of whole, like, theater kid, Disney style of an album, but give this one a try. This is an interesting one. Definitely worth a listen. That's Janelle Monae's The Arc Android. Uh, Trent, take it away with yours. Uh, I'm going to... I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not, or if I can even do this, uh, but I'm, I'm going back uh, on an album that I believe we did cover. I think we did... Uh, in 2020, because uh, I didn't, I, if I remember correct, I didn't like it. Uh, and then I saw the band live, and I was like, "This fucking banger!" <laughs> uh, it is the way it ends by Currents. Oh, there you uh, go. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't like Currents. Uh, and then when we was was it me, Sebastian, Maya, and our buddy Thomas. Yeah. Um, it was Brand of Sacrifice, Currents. Uh, Thyard and after the burial. Thyard. Yeah, Thy Art and After the Burial, which was a banger lineup. I got to meet Kyle of Sacrifice. He's a really fucking cool dude. We love Kyle. Uh, we love Kyle. We love Kyle. <laughs> He's such a cool dude. Literally, like, I was like, can you sign my shirt? I don't want to be rude. He was like, oh, yeah, dude, not a problem. Let me grab a pen. <laughs> and he gets up on stage. All right, Cleveland, you're going to die. <laughs> so good. But yeah, this album is fucking amazing. Uh my favorite song is probably flagged a wave just because of the ending, like uh breakdown is like trade a number for your name and drown in misery. And just do, 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 do. It also has so a good. very catchy chorus too. Very. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, poverty of self as well. Fucking heavy. Can't forget about the last track though. Better days. That is such a very, very well done track with like the layered vocals, which are really, really cool at the ending chorus. Uh, but yeah, overall, fucking amazing album. And I don't remember what I gave it back in 2020, but whatever that was, fuck that score. Uh, gets like a 9 out of 10. It's a fucking great album. Hell yeah. What a redemption arc for them, too, for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, Sebastian, what you got? Uh, speaking of greatest of all time, I'm here to talk about All My Heroes or Cornballs. Um, I don't think there goes by a single week right. Don't listen to JPEG Mafia. Uh, yeah, this album is really fucking good. Um, 
I don't really have anything to say about it. If you guys want like a full in-depth analysis about the album, you should watch the uh, review when it's him and Denzel Curry listening to the album. <laughs> I feel like that's the only way that you can like understand what the album means. Um, but yeah, you got songs. <laughs> Jesus, forgive me. I am a thought. Uh, Keenan versus Kel. Uh, JPEG Mafia type beat. Got your song BBW, otherwise known as Black Brian Wilson. Uh, and then you got Buttermilk Jesus type beat. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> Basic Bitch Tear Gas as well. Those are just honestly every single song is a fucking banger. This there's nothing JPEG can do that will make me hate any of his albums. This guy just super consistent. Check it out, man. He's got the drip on the cover. He's at he's next to the chimney. Drippy, drippy, so good. Can't wait to see him next Saturday too as a recording too. That's, that's gonna, gonna be cool. That's why you guys. Oh Damn. my god. Oh, the opening for Turnstile too with Snail yeah, Mail. I'm a, I will say I'm a little bit jealous. Gotta be honest, I'm a little bit and jealous. That sold, that sold that sold out too. Like that's what sucks too. Is like their whole tour is selling out because people are getting to know them now. They're like, oh, this guy's actually pretty fucking cool. This whole band's yeah. Cool. But yeah, you know how it is. Hey, you can see him with Blink. They're opening for Blink 182. Oh really? Yeah, next year. Yeah, at Rock and Mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Might have to oh, Rock and Mortgage though. Right, right. Yeah, I hear you. But all right, that's gonna do it for the episode. Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner with State of Weights, and we are signing off.